Hello, welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in the theme parks. And today, I have a very special guest who, when I first met her, I we could not stop chatting. And I was just, I had to get her on the podcast. I feel like this will not be her first episode. I feel like she'll be on many more times. But today, we have Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm very happy to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Seriously, like when we met, it and we actually, after chatting for so long, we actually found out something really, really cool that we did not know. And Rachel, do you want to share what it is? For sure. Actually, we uh, we both worked at World of Disney a long time ago, and when I was working at the boutique there. And you were working merchandise, right? Yes, yes. I was on my Disney College program, and it's been 10 years since then now. So we both changed a lot. So (laughs) I remember us, like, I was a little string bean, and I was like, this is what I used to look like. (laughs) And um, I, you know, you were a fairy godmother in training or fidgets. I think they have new names now. I think I might have heard that. Oh my god! Because they're now inclusive. They're they're not just inclusive mm. of uh, fairy godmothers. They're inclusive of all genders. So they they kind oh. of change the name a little bit. Oh well, I do I do love that they're being inclusive, but I do like the acronym the fidgets, um, as we would refer to you guys, and. What was really cool, so back in the day, back in di- downtown Disney days, um, there used to be a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique inside of World of Disney. And for those that don't know, World of Disney is the biggest Disney store in the world, still is today. It's, it has expansion since then. But we had a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in there. It was a tiny little thing. It was, it was so, so small. <laughs> it was so cute. And it was like tucked away right behind where you can get like the princess dresses and like when the store was set up that way. And um I remember, do you remember the magic mirror that we had in like the princess area and whatnot that would put the princess dresses on you? I even remember um, before they even put that in. I remember when when they put that in and (gasps) everyone started freaking out about it because it was so cool because it was like this AI. Yes, technology. Yes. And like anybody casually walking by, I remember like, you know, just stalking in the nearby area, just watching the interactions and like dads would walk by and then they have these princess dresses on them in the mirror. <laughs> Their little daughters or sons would laugh and it was so cute. And I I honestly loved that mirror. I think it was so cool. And like you said, it was before like technology was as big as as big as you know how like snapchat filters like that dog filter i feel like it was even before that time of the snapchat silly dog filter so (laughs) people were really impressed with this mirror and sadly they took it out but you know it was it was enjoyable (laughs) but before we get into too much um do you want to share with us a little teaser of your most magical moment that you'll be sharing with us today of course. So there is uh, not just any silly reason why we're talking about, oh, and I remembered their name. There are Fairy Godmother's Apprentices now. Oh. They are not fidgets uh, anymore. They're Fairy Godmother's Apprentices. Fairy um, but, you know, it's no. there's no secret reason why we're talking about this. My uh, magical moment actually has to do with me working as a Fairy Godmother in training at uh, the W. Boppity Boutique in downtown Disney at the time. Yes. Oh, and I can't wait. And um, hopefully you can share some fun behind the scenes. Um, I know I have a fun story with um, the pixie dust. 
So, <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to. I was not a fairy godmother in training. No, no, no. And I, in all the fairy godmothers training were gone. But anyway, 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 I'll stay on track. But um, I gotta ask first and foremost, why do you love theme parks? Um, I since a very young age, I have always been the type of person to be like, let's play pretend. Let's be. <laughs> you know, fairies, let's be princesses, let's be Let's play mermaids when you're at the pool. (laughs) I would tie my feet together in the pool. (laughs) That's so much dangerous. That is a whole other level of commitment. Well, I was really tall as a kid. So like, really didn't bother me that I was in the four foot area with my feet tied together. (laughs) Fair, 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 fair. You're like, oh, I I can still breathe. I was nine by the time I was like 14. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Love that. But, um, so I always kind of loved being able to kind of get away from the rough and tough of it all, especially living in New York. It's very much like that. I used to live in on Long Island. Um, so most of Long Island is people who have a lot of money and sometimes Mm -hmm those people can be very mean. So I would use stories and I would use, especially books. I was an avid reader when I was a kid, Um, Mm -hmm. but I would use those stories to kind of get away. And when I found out that I could go to Disney and be in a fake, not fake, but um, when I found out I could go to Disney and be in a magical place every day and not have to be myself, you know, as an 18, 19 year old, that sounded fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I decided like you, I did the Disney college program. I actually did it twice. Um, so I think you mentioned the, that. Too. Yeah. The first time I um, originally actually started working at Kilimanjaro Safaris um, over in Animal Kingdom. And it was great. It was probably one of the coolest jobs I've ever had. Um, but unfortunately, a previous accident that I had been in had messed up my shoulder and I didn't realize it. And the constant Ooh. driving and like looking and leaning out to look for the animals exacerbated mm-hmm. it. Um, oh, no. So they could have sent me home. But my area manager liked me. So he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, please put me in attractions. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be you know, walking around, nothing, nothing wrong with custodial, but that's, that wasn't my plan. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an entertainment right. at one point. Um, yes. So he put me at Main Street Operations in Magic Kingdom. I was a part of the Ooh. opening team of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. So I have the big cast card. I, I love Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. I can't believe they took it out. I know. It was like, well, it's not costing you anything. Like, I I love it. Like, it's it's so good. I I personally, I personally loved it so much because when you were a CP and just the waits were too long, but you still wanted to be in the parks, it was something fun you could go do. And I have all of the free cards, the ones that you got for free. I didn't pay for anything because college program we had no money um (laughs) food or source magic kingdom cards probably food um but i loved it oh man this this already feels so ancient because uh they took that out like a while ago now and but i i I ended up opening team and then went back to school finished my degree which if anyone is who's listening is thinking about doing the college program 
and was like, mm, maybe I don't have to finish my degree or maybe I'll finish it down here. No, go back to school, finish your degree. I have so many friends who did not finish their degree because they said yeah. they were going to finish it down here and never did. I can attest to that too. I can back you up. I did the same thing because I went during um, between my did my college program between my sophomore and junior year, and so when I came back, I was a second semester or into the second semester. So I graduated like a semester later, but I I like I same thing. Oh, I'll just graduate down here. I'll just get to school. No big deal. And it doesn't really happen. And then they're stuck at a minimum wage job, which currently at the time of recording, they're already struggling to pay their employees. So go finish your degree and then come back and use it towards Disney. Um, But then I did. I did come back um, and I ended up um, doing uh, Fairy Godmother training. So I told them I was interested in entertainment and I, you know, I loved playing pretend and you know, making people's days and, and making magical moments for people. And they're like, mm, we got something for you. So um, that's why I started as a fidget at that point. I got placed into, um, at that point, it was still downtown Disney. I, I really was looking back. I've been in a lot of kind of transitional points at Disney because I was also at downtown Disney when it became Disney Springs. Oh, you were still there. Couple. Oh, wow. Because when I left, they had, yeah, because I I left right before 2014 when my college program ended. And I I knew that they were changing it. I saw like the little mock-ups that they were going to do. I didn't come back till 2016. And I went back to now Disney Springs for the first time. And I'm like, I, I don't know where I am. Where's my store? What? I got very lost in the beginning. Yeah, so uh I realized that, but, um, being a fidget at that point, kind of people ask me, they're like, Oh, like, but it's attractions. I was like, no, you don't understand. It's different. Being a fidget. You're not just welcoming people. Cause you know, I've worked big thunder mountain railroad. You're not, you know, howdy partners, welcome aboard. Come on in. You're spending, you're not spending two to three minutes with these people. You are spending mm-hmm. anywhere from a half hour to an hour with these people, um, mm-hmm. especially with their kids, with kids who are anywhere from three to 12 years old. Um, so you're talking to them, you're telling them stories. It was really great for improv. A lot of, a lot yes. of improv. Because, um, you know, the kids would come up with crazy questions like, oh, did you see Rapunzel today? And you're not going to say, no, I didn't see her today. Of course you did. Right. Of course, I saw Rapunzel today. I saw her come in, and we had to braid her hair. And she actually is the one that comes in first because her hair is so long. We have to have her come in, and it takes twelve of us just to braid her hair every day for her to go out and meet you in the parks. Like, I love that. Yeah, it uh, it makes me so happy. I don't know why. I'm like, I just felt like a little kid. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like envisioning this happening, and. Also, we we should back up and explain exactly what um, Bibbidi Bobby Boutique is, but, and then I I have a follow-up question about your age, your age as a fidget. So do you want to explain what um, being a fairy godmother is like in Bibbidi Bobby Boutique for those that haven't gone or haven't experienced it or anything like that? Absolutely. Um, So now I'm a fairy godmother's apprentice, but at that time a fairy godmother in training. Um, was a fairy 
Um, you are a, a human-sized fairy who is going to train to learn how to um, do hair for the princesses. So you're in training. So right now, you're just taking normal boys and girls and you're making them into knights or princesses. But when you graduate, that means that you've worked hard enough and you get to start working on the princess's hair. So, you know, Jasmine, Cinderella, you start doing their hair by yourself oh. instead of uh, taking care of the younger princes and princesses. Um, oh, that's so cool. so. And unless it's Rapunzel, there's 12 of you, not just one. So yeah. I love that. And, and it's a very pricey experience for those that can afford it. Um, yes, it you do get the hair and makeup done. Do you do the nail polish too? And yep. um, <laughs> I have to say it probably start at that, at that point, it was, I think the cheapest option was about $90. Oof. And then uh, the castle package is starts at 200, but it didn't include things like shoes or, you know, like extra stuff, but it did come with the sash. It came with all the stuff that we put in your hair. And I believe it came with a wand too. Gotcha. Um, if I remember correctly. And honestly, I did kind of love that it was in the world of Disney because if you can get your princess dresses literally right there and go in our little changing room, change and then go to get your Bibbidi Bob Boutique. And it was so perfect and very strategically planned. And then if the girls are looking at little princess dresses, they could be like, mommy, daddy, I want to do that. And Disney spend more money at Disney. Yeah. And what was honestly, what was really nice about it being in the world of Disney at that point was because like now, unfortunately, I don't think it's, I don't, I still don't think it's opened up again yet. Um, mm-hmm. But when it was open at world of Disney, we had our own stash of dresses in the back. But oh. those dresses, the sizes ran out. We could run because it's the same um, stock amount. Oh. It was all the same stock. We could run outside and yes. grab the dress and then bring it back in for the girls. Oh, perfect. So that was really perfect. helpful. <laughs> I've done um, that multiple times. <laughs> I feel like I remember seeing a fidget do that every now and then because I always wanted to work in the princess room because I just I just loved it and I loved to all of the princesses in order on that back half circle it was in the order of the release date so it started Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle, Mulan and Pocahontas I always trip up on which is where but but I I loved and that's how I kind of learned their order of release date and also um speaking of princess dresses in the back did you ever go up to our stock rooms um Ariel's and Bell's I think I might have once okay yes yes I wish we knew each other I would have taken you over there no no problem but um so for those that don't weird looking down Yeah, it's a little trippy too. Um, So those that don't know, World of Disney does have a second story. And from the very middle of World of Disney, if you look up, you'll see a little circle bridge area, but you can't tell it's a bridge. It used to be where the big Jumbotron was back in our day, but they took it down. Thank gosh, because it was so annoying how repetitive some of the music was. Um, But 
that's how you get from a stockroom A, which is Ariel's, or B, Bell's. But Bell's is where all of the clothes were, the like sweatshirts and uh, Mickey t-shirts and princess dresses. So every every occasional when I had to work Bell's stockroom, um, me and my best friend Sarah, when the very first episode, we would try on the princess dresses. And we could fit into <laughs> our little string bean little selves at the time. It would be like, we didn't even need the extra large. We're like, oh, look at us. But like, obviously, the proportions were off and like our boobs were like up here. <laughs> And like, <laughs> but it was so fun. And um, I was gonna say something else, but yeah, looking down, like you, and I'm I'm tall, like you too. You kind of got to get on your tiptoes to like peek over and see and stuff. But so the fun thing, like you said, it's very improv being a fairy godmother in training or fidget. When someone would ask you, a little girl would ask you how old you are, what would you say? Um. So some people do it differently. I. I changed it a lot. Okay. Sometimes, um, depending upon what I feel like, because usually, and we'll get to this later, usually you don't see that princess again. Um, ah. But uh, a lot of times, what people would do is they would do their age and then um, multiply that times 100. Gotcha, gotcha. So at that point, I was probably 20 or 21. So I'd say I'm 2,000 or uh, 2,100 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I thought it was just like add a zero and it, you'd be like 200 and, 210 years old. But, yeah, that's wild. Um, I might have shared with you, with you, but I remember – um, one of the fairy godmothers telling me that she said she was 200 years old or, you know, a little girl asked her, she said, oh, I'm 200 years old or 2000 years old, depending on what, what she did. And the little girls, wow, you look better than my mom. And she's yeah. only 40. And it was like, <laughs> oh, the bird. <laughs> I remember that. Did you ever have that too? Um, luckily not. Thank goodness, because okay. I, I like chilling with the kids and talking to the kids. Parents, not as much. Kids, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I know we keep talking about this, but uh, next question I have is not your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you are the most similar to? Dory. Sorry. Dory oh my gosh (laughs) and why Dory so the character that I most identify with definitely is Dory um (laughs) so for those that don't know um that you wouldn't know this Morgan and I um we have been probably trying about like three or four times to get (laughs) to get this filmed because I either forget because I was working all day or because I realized I had something else that I had to do my husband is my planner like I, I, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So uh, so I should have talked to him if just scheduling an interview. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely Dory. I tell, I tend to say people, my favorite um, animated character, because she is animated as Dory. Um, my favorite non-animated character is Mary Poppins. Oh. And there is a tie for my favorite princess between Merida and, and Anna. Oh, very nice. And would you say, um, I know you mentioned Dory and your similarities, but would you be similar? Are you similar to your other favorite characters or are you more so just like thousand percent Dory? I think it's a little bit of an amalgamation of all of them. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. 
All right. Next two questions. And we're just having such good conversation. I'm like, I have almost forgot to ask the questions, but (laughs) if you could go on a retired Disney attraction, whether you've been on it in the past or not, what would it be and why? We like to ask tough questions here. (laughs) There's probably going to be some arguments in the comments, Um, but it's partially because I have worked there already. Okay. Is I would love to go on the great movie, great movie ride again, as it originally was when I was eight years old. Oh man! When, yeah. What was the um? I, I I don't have strong memories of the great movie ride before our college program. So what was was there a big difference between like twenty thirteen so, version and when you were eight version? Um. So when I worked there. Again, I've been a part of a lot of changes. I was there when it changed over from the old script to the TMC script. Oh, okay. Robert. Um, yes, so yes. In that was, queue waiting area. Yes, yes, yes. When all that changed. Um, oh. So when I first started, and then also when I was younger, a lot of the um, drivers, a lot of the people taking you through, and as well as the gangsters and the bandits would do a lot more ad lib um but Um, when they moved over to the new script a lot of things were pre-recorded on your um vehicle so you weren't able to like ad lib as much oh darn so it had to be like on a timed thing yeah so it was it was a lot harder to like add your own little flair into it um Mm -hmm. still tried but uh i definitely old school great movie ride um, and this is by no means putting any words on Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway. My husband was actually a part of the opening team for that ride. So oh it was really cool God. because we both worked in the same building, just at different points. Which oh, really how cool. cute. Okay, so when yeah. you get married, you should name your kid something that ties to the great movie ride. Or, right? the, oh the, <laughs> or their middle name is blank the great and then your last name. <laughs> something something epic like that I think that would be really fun um and then my last question of my usual questions is what attraction would you be devastated if they demolished it during your lifetime updates and improvements are acceptable though I I really don't want them to ever get rid of Indiana Jones and the epic (gasps) fun spectacular oh 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 I was thinking the the Disneyland ride the and the ride. Okay. And the show. Okay. And if we're talking about the ride, if we're able to include not Walt Disney World, I would say definitely Indiana Jones ride. Um, okay. Because I've gone on it. We went to Disneyland for our five-year anniversary. Must have gone on Indiana Jones. I'd have to say like five or six times because I knew it had the same track as Dinosaur. So I knew that I would love it and that I could go on it multiple times because I go on Dinosaur multiple times. Um so that was great. But I love Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular because it still calls back to what Hollywood Studios was. Right. And I think that's really at least one ride. I, I think that's really important or show, I guess. Going back to the ride Indiana Jones, I was just like you. Like I did Disney World first, loved Dinosaur, then went over to Disneyland. I'm like, oh, Indiana Jones is so cool. Like this is amazing. And yes, it is better. I still love Dinosaur. Don't get me wrong. 
but it's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely better. And um, at the time of the recording, um, they just reopened it, and all the it's been refreshed, and all the That's effects great. are working better because it was falling apart for a bit. Um, but I'm glad they gave it its love and care it needed. Um, but the the show, I actually knew somebody who used to be friends with Indiana Jones. And he was worried for some time that it was going to go away. But then when they announced that they were going to make another one, uh, that kind of kept the show going. So I hope that, you know, and he mentioned something about a Lego Indiana Jones. I personally haven't seen it, but he mentioned like another just it brought more fans to Indiana Jones. And I think we it's a classic like, and now you know, sell Indiana Jones merchandise in the main stores yes finally finally oh my gosh maybe it was a rights thing or like licensing something but i i it's so good because they're such a strong fandom and i think now that the fandom can actually purchase things to show everybody that they are a fan i think it's great but have you ever got to be in the stunt show yes i have pre-covid because obviously they changed it a little bit but um Pre-COVID, I was able, me and one of my friends got chosen to to do it. And that was after I was a cast member. So, like, I knew some people that were in the show. I knew how the uh, show ran. But um, you were like, really, me. <laughs> really cool to be, like, on the other side. Because you're always just sitting there watching. And you're like, oh, that's, that's cool, I guess. You know, like, that looks like it's fun. But then you're actually standing there and you're watching the people do the stunts around you. And you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right, right. I I was fortunate enough, um during my college program to do it, and um I was with a significant other at the time, and so like they just were able to take a bunch of pictures of me, and obviously I knew the funny thing that happened, and I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but I was like, oh, that's the guy. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're 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 gonna do something really cool later, like, <laughs> and like you said, it was cool too be in the show and see it all and I was like whoa I feel like it's like a Disney bucket list thing that didn't realize was on my bucket list till I done it kind of I thing. feel like it almost makes you appreciate it more if you like right. see it once and then you try to to be a part right. of the show because right. you recognize like oh you're important you're important you're important <laughs> yes you're like all right we're gonna we're gonna really get all of our acting chops ready to go even though I have absolutely none at all exactly <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for answering all of those questions. I feel like I got to know you even more. And thank you for sharing a lot of Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. But now I'll let you go into your magic moment about Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. So, um, like I said before, honestly, one of the coolest things that I've ever done, um, one of the most magical, um, to say the least, just because of the closeness that you have to the stories that you're telling while you're there. Um, but one of these princesses that I have had, um, I still have a photo of her in my on my memory board from my uh, college program. Um, she also gave me a lay because they were staying at the Polynesian. So she gave oh. me her lay at the oh. end of the time. But um, like I said, you know, with boutique, 
you spend probably about anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Um, but one of the cool things about the boutique at Disney Springs at the point downtown Disney um, is that in the princess room, it's usually, I think now it has like all the, the 100th anniversary merch and all of that merchandise. It's that room. Yeah, but it's like seasonal of kind of. Thing. Yes, and all the seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what used to be there is at the front of that room, because the, the boutique was in the back of that room. At the front of that room, there used to be the window seats. Those um, were some prime seats for sure. Yeah, so the window seat it happens once an hour because you're you're allowed to spend like about an hour with with these girl these girls that you bring up to the window seat. Uh, so what's really awesome about these girls in the window seat is it's up to the fairy godmothers in training to choose them if they think they're going to be, you know, a fun princess if they think that they're going to have a memorable memorable time with them. Um, so what they end up doing, uh, what I ended up doing as I met this little girl, she was there with her dad. Her dad was taking her um, and her grandmother was there as well. Um, so what I had said was like, I was like, you know, we have a very special area for you. Um, I'm going to take you, Princess Faith, up to the window seat. Um, so if you'll follow me. So we actually put a little cape around them. They get a little special cape to go up to the front, um, and they we bring them and their family up to the window seat. We you know we open it up, we open the door, they go in. They also get their own private um, photo pass photographer too, uh, mm. so the time isn't taken up between uh, other area with the other princesses, and then they have their own photo pass photographer. Um, so you take them up, um, and it's really nice because in World of Disney, at least at that time, the boutique was really loud. <laughs> Oh yes. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I wouldn't. It was always like it was kind of in a odd shape corner. Now it's a part of backstage and stuff, most likely. I, I mean, I haven't been back there, but it is. It was probably peaceful to go to the window seat. Yeah, it was. It was really loud back back in the back area. You got to think there's probably there's 15 chairs and they were always full. So 15 princesses, usually around 30 fairy godmothers. Um, mm-hmm. Plus two cash fairies, the photo pass photographers, the parents. Um, so it was really loud. So going up to the front, you kind of get to have that one-on-one time with the princess. And you talk about stories and everything that you've done. I talked to her about their whole trip, what they're planning on doing. And obviously I had been to the parks many times at that point. So in character, I was giving recommendations on what they should do, where they should go eat. Um and Can I was, ask a, um, an odd question? Do yeah. any of the princesses ever get nervous um, being in the window seat? Because it's not just like a little window. It's a big, like, glass. It's part of, like, you're part it's of almost like the feeling, mannequin yeah. and the display. Um, is there an area for the parents to sit? Like, can you describe that a little bit more? For sure. So in the window, you have um, a seat like you would have in the back area. It's, it's actually, it's a little bit more of like, almost like a barber's chair, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's a little bit yeah. bigger. Um, because you do have a little bit more area, there is also um, a bench for any of the parents to sit on. Um, the The window itself is it. It was literally the window from um, World of Disney, so it is a floor to ceiling window. It went yep. all the way up. Um, you but, can't hide. <laughs> uh, cannot hide. But they do have a um, probably like a nine foot high kind of like outline. 
like a little storybook outline so it's kind of like you're framed inside it instead of it just being a window which was really cool um so when it came a lot to when you chose the princess you kind of had to pay attention to how you think they'd react i mean i've had a princess before go up there and like was really excited about that until they got up there and then they were like i can't do this and then it's fine it's because you can any passerby can see and stuff i know working stock and whatnot if i was in that scheduled in that front area i would kind of always peek over and be like oh you're so pretty (laughs) or like it like it was just so cute just watching them and like you know i was not a part of it but like being able to see some of the reactions and transformations was really That's cute right, too. the front part of that wall was only because it kind of scrolled down so it was only the front of that was probably only what like four feet high so people have stuck their heads over being like you look gorgeous yes, yes. you really had to kind of gauge the princess if if you thought that they would be a good choice because you're also just coming from a business standpoint you being in that window, you're doing, it's free marketing for the boutique too. Yes, absolutely. That the princess you have in the window is happy. They're excited. You know, they want to be there. They're smiling because you don't want a crying princess in a window. (laughs) Yes, not at all. Not good advertising. Not good advertising. But uh, no, this, this princess, um, we kind of just really connected and we talked the whole time. Um, I even talked about some like normal stuff too, obviously trying to be like in character, but you know, I'll tell people like, you know, when I was walking to the castle, I was hearing about this, this show and they said it's on a moving screen and that you can watch them multiple times. And it's called this. Have you seen it before? Stop! Um, no, yeah. that's so it's, cute. You know, we live in a castle. We we have no idea what's going on in the outside world. We're we're fairies. Um, so uh, we talked a bunch, and the father was so thankful. Um, when uh, we finished, because um, they had he had just lost she had just lost her mom, so this was kind of like a way for them to kind of enjoy themselves and get away. Mm-hmm. From the sadness of it all so and I didn't even realize that until after I took them up to the window like he had told me you know like he, we, she just lost her mom so this was the trip to get her her mind off of it oh my gosh. so the fact that I was able to do that was amazing but not just that um so we finish up everything was great uh, he gave me a great tip which was really nice um it's one of the few jobs outside of food and beverage that gets tipped Oh, um, which very really nice. Cool. Uh, I don't know if that's changed since then, but at that point we were we were still getting tipped. And as a young twenty-something, that those tips probably helped tremendously. Yeah, it, <laughs> a lot. It, it meant I was spending more money in the parks. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. So, fair enough. Uh, the coolest part, though, was that next day I had off, so I was like, "I'm free. What am I going to do on my college program? Obviously, I'm going to the parks." Um, and I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom. I used to go all the time because it was one of my favorite parks at that point. So I'll go all the time. I got, I, I kept going there to the point where I, and this is important later, um, I started to know the people at the Festival of the Lion King and Nemo. Ah! <laughs> and they used to give me VIP because I would come all the time. Oh, I love that. They're like, hey, no one's here. Like, hey, 
what's up, Rachel? <laughs> Come on in. And they would just put me in VIP and people would be like, what is she doing? Why is she so special? But uh, I was in Animal Kingdom that next day and I was on the phone with my dad just talking to him, telling him, you know, I had a great day yesterday at work. Like I'm at, I'm at Animal Kingdom today. It's a good day. And I'm going, I still remember it. It's so weird. I went, was going walking from Dino Land over to Discovery Island. I think I was either getting food or maybe going to grab merch or something like that. I'm going over the bridge and then um, past where Pocahontas used to meet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that like little side area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know how there's like a sitting area right there that's right across from the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, I am on the phone with my dad and I hear fairy godmother Rachel. And I'm on the phone with my dad and I go, dad, a princess just recognized me. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) What what is this cellular device? (laughs) So I I immediately put my phone away before I even look up. And I look up and it's that princess with her father and her grandmother. Um, and she was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, the fairy godmother, because she said that we had so much fun yesterday. She gave me a day off to come and enjoy myself in the parks. Um, and I'm happy that I found you. And so I ended up, I think that was around probably like 11 o'clock in the morning. I ended up spending the whole day with them. I got them, I went on the safari with them and I had friends there still because of working there. Um, so I went, I got them through fast pass on the safari. We ended up getting VIP for festival, the lion King while it was still in, uh, camp Mickey mini. Oh yes. Back in the um, day. <laughs> and then got them a VIP for, uh, Nemo. Stop. Oh and we spent the God. whole day with them. Um, it was probably like people people ask me what what my most magical moment was and that so many things had to line up correctly right for that to happen but i'm like i was meant to help this little girl and i was meant to be there for this family at the time that they probably needed it the most mm-hmm. um, and i'll just allow this little girl like me you know, falling on hard times when I was a kid, allowing this girl just to be able to lose the mask and just enjoy herself as herself and not have to worry about all of the sad stuff that's going on in her life Mm -hmm. just for one second. And uh, so I obviously, I don't work for the company anymore or else I probably wouldn't be able to talk about this. Fair, fair. (laughs) Um, I, I don't work for the company anymore and I still enjoy going to the parks. I love going to the parks, but there isn't that same vigor as when I was younger. I, you know, you work for someplace for a long time, you get jaded, mm-hmm. you know, burnout's but, real too. Burnout's real too. <laughs> Fifty hour work week, 60 hour work weeks. And uh, just looking back and reminding myself of those moments is like, there's a reason that Disney has been around for so long and will continue to be around for so long. And yes, they're a business. Yes, they're there to make money, but it's those moments that keep them going. 
people will stop spending money places, but it's those experiences, it's those moments to spend with family and friends and being able to forget the outside world for a little bit and just be happy mm-hmm. that I think is going to be what allows Disney to continue for a very long time. Oh, Rachel, you're, I'm on the verge of tears. Like that is <laughs> so sweet and such a good story. And like you said, you know, so many things had to line up for that to just perfectly play out. And, you know, I don't know, you know, if people are religious or spiritual, but like the universe just said this needs to happen with your day off you know we get very limited days off working for disney and they're always (laughs) sorry i could have picked four different parks (laughs) really and then honestly too like um meeting up with you know i used to be in california and meeting up with somebody there running into somebody there is so much easier than Disney World because, like you said, it could be four parks, two water parks. And then the parks are just so big and widespread in general that, like, you know, even if you said, hey, let's go meet in Animal Kingdom, you got to be real specific of what time yeah. and place exactly to <laughs> actually meet up with them. So, again, like the universe and just this little girl needed it and you know, you probably made her whole trip and like not only did her fairy godmother get to transform her into a beautiful princess, but also get to spend the day with you at her at the parks and get, you know, extra magic and VIP and fast pass. Like, I, I bet she probably never forgets that story, you know, even as a grown adult and understanding that, you know, you were just a, you know, something out of college and probably and all that stuff but do you keep in touch with them at all or i know you, you I saw them. i'm actually still friends with them on facebook i'm friends with oh them on oh my um, gosh and oh do you do you oh my god i'm like let's get them on i want to hear this oh my gosh like i'm all like it's just so beautiful <laughs> yeah it was it was really nice they they don't live even here in the U.S. They, I believe they live in oh. Canada currently. Oh, wow. So, like, this is a trip of a lifetime for them. And right. the fact that I got to be a part of it is pretty cool. How, do you know if they've visited since, or did you ever get to run into them again in Florida? Or um, um, or was it just the visited, Sorry, they, um, they had visited again. I was back to living up in New York at that point. Oh, um, darn. So I wasn't able to see them. Hey, your your paths crossed at the perfect time. (laughs) And then they're like, all right, once is enough, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, so it was one of the coolest things. And then when people talk about the magic, I'm like, that's that's the magic. Exactly. You know, it's it's little things. Right. And you didn't have to do that. It was your day off. Like you said, 60-hour work weeks. You, You did not have to go out of your way. But, like, it probably made you just as happy um to do that for her and then oh, it this story that's such a cute story oh my gosh like this is why you're the reason stories like this is why I love doing this podcast is you know not everybody would get to hear that story I'm gonna tell you a couple episodes ago this wonderful girl named Kelly you know we were talking about cast members and whatnot and she goes cast members are what make the magic it's not the rides it's not the attractions it's the cast members, you know, even the ones that get to hang out with the characters, 
uh-huh. you know, they're, they're still cast members. They're still the ones putting the magic behind it. So I think you just going above and beyond, I think is just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's a pretty, it's a pretty awesome thing that I, they get to be a part of. And, you know, it's, it's funny when, you know, you're in Florida, everybody's worked for Disney. Right. You throw yeah. a rock, you'll hit someone that's worked for Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but you recognize the weight that it holds when you leave. And like when I went up back up to New York to be with my family for a little bit and to, do, to work outside of Disney, I got a job immediately because Disney was on my resume. Oh, yes. The assistant manager went, wow, you worked at Disney? And I was like, oh, that was what the response was supposed to be like. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. It wasn't like Florida, like, oh, okay, you work at Disney. Okay, okay. It was like, oh, you work at Disney? Yes. That's that's the different response. Okay. Okay, I, I understand now. I literally have gotten that too. I mean, mind you now it's been 10 years, so it's kind of a lot lower on the resume. I've done much more professional things since then, but, um, you know, right after the college program and stuff, I, my interviews would literally stop and they would be like, what was it like? Tell me everything. And I would, and then, you know, it helped me get a job or two. And so it's like Rachel said in the very beginning, if you're thinking about doing the college program, it's great to have on the resume, but do come back, finish your degree or go after you've graduated. Like, yeah, it's so important. Right. Right. But Rachel, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we close out? And then also where can we follow along on all of your adventures? Of course. Um, for those, like I said before, for those thinking about doing the college program, I could not highly, I could not recommend it more. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best experiences that I have ever done in my life. I met my husband on my college program. Um, we both worked at Mission Space. So it, it changed my life, but it was an experience. The college program is not meant to be your whole world. And remember that there are things outside of Disney. Yes. Even if Disney is important. Agreed. Um, and then if you go other places, you can make more money to come back to Disney and visit it all the time. Yeah. Like I, I always joke with people that um, I went full time. Well, I went seasonal before starting my full time roles with Disney. I went seasonal at Mission Space, which is where I met my husband. Yes. And now I, I shoot actual rockets into space as my job. <laughs> wow. I went, I went from at... being a fake captain with the ISTC to becoming a, a worker at United Launch Alliance out in Cape Canaveral. I'm launching I... a rocket in April. It's really cool. <laughs> I love the progression. Wait, so like if I work at fairy, be a fairy godmother tree, can I be a real fairy godmother? Or like, or probably some of those girls, a a little bit of a stretch, but maybe, you know, some of the girls that like want to pursue cosmetology and, you know, do the fairy godmother training. That's a good, good transition to a bigger, better job, better paying job. I know, <laughs> I know a, a fidget, a fairy godmother who is now a professional cosplayer. Like, and, and, she does and she does hair and she does costumes and it's, 
she does a fantastic job. She's won she's won awards for some of her costumes. So And look at her. She was a fairy godmother starting off. I love it. Yeah. And then um in terms of where to follow me, um yes. I And I will link everything below, so don't worry about the whole uh URLs and stuff. <laughs> Uh, I'm on Instagram as uh, at starlightmagic517, starlight for my current job and magic for my past. And then oh, I love that. Day. <laughs> oh, that's um, so cute. Uh, but follow me there. I also have an Etsy. Um, I uh, am Razo Design Co. is my Etsy. And you can Ooh. find that on Instagram, too. Um, and what do you sell? I don't um, even know. I sell mostly jewelry. Um, aluminum bands. I also sell some uh, heat transfer items as well as some. Um, my newest and coolest thing is some sublimation tumblers. Um, Ooh, so definitely nice. go ahead and take a look. Um, maybe I'll even have, I'll give you a nice code for all of your listeners for maybe a, a little percentage Ooh. off for anyone who wants to go look. Yes. I, I love that. We'll definitely appreciate that. And everything will be linked down in the show notes if you're listening and also on YouTube. If I can get this up on YouTube, um, it will be on YouTube description box as well. But Rachel, you've been an absolute delight. I need to have you come back and talk about Spaceship Earth. Or sorry, <laughs> mission, wait, not Mission Space. What? What's your right? Mission Space, um, uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, and every single other a great movie ride, every single attraction you've ever done. So, honestly, I feel like we could do a whole episode on Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I would love to come back. You just let me know when. Oh my gosh, Rachel, it's been such a delight. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course, thank you for having me, Morgan. It's been it's been an absolute magical pleasure. <laughs>